I think for model shift, what will be uh, really important is to uh, change how the, the customer perceives the rail system. Today, we are still much, I would say, in a way, disconnected from the public transport system. This is On the Right Track, a Florence School of Regulation podcast series dedicated to the European Year of Rail. I am Juan Montero, professor at the Florence School of Regulation Transport Area. In this series, I have the pleasure of speaking to experts across the railway industry on various regulatory topics on the smart and sustainable single European railway area. Welcome to this uh, new episode of the podcast On the Right Track. I'm your host, Juan Montero, from School of Regulation. And today we are having a conversation with Francois Daven, Director General of UIC. Welcome, Francois, and thank you for joining the conversation. Thank you. That's my pleasure to be here with you. Francois not only heads the International uh, Union of Railways, but personally has a very strong background both on um, technology and regulation, so it's uh, the perfect fit for this conversation. Uh, Francois, I would like to start um, asking about the European year of rail. We are more than halfway through the year. In which ways has this year has been relevant and what has been the UIC participation in this European year of rail? Well, uh, thank you for this question. Well, first of all, I would say that this uh, European Year of Rail has been uh, very relevant because we are uh, in the beginning of 10 years of action. We, we all know that by uh, 2030, we have to change our habit in terms of transport if we want to be able to have a decarbonized economy. And I should say that having the European Year of Rail in 2020, in the beginning of these 10 years, when we will be able to uh, change our habits and our paradigm of transport, was a really a very good thing to have this year, 2021, as a, as a starting point. I think that uh, what I've been very wise there is uh, to um, show concretely what could uh, bring to uh, to our community, in particular uh, the Connecting Europe Express from Lisbon to Paris, uh, has both shown the interest in rail because in every stop, in every capital, it has shown that uh, while well, it was very welcome to have this kind of trains that are making concrete what uh, the sector can bring to our economy and to uh, our transport system but also it has shown perhaps uh, all the limits because it has been quite difficult to, to implement and in this UIC has been trying to show in the train uh, what will be the future game changer for uh, rate technology. First of all, what could 5G bring to uh, the system in presenting uh, the future railway mobile communication system? That will be the future worldwide telecommunication system designed by UIC or replacing the existing GSMR. And uh, that will be the telecom backbone that will uh, help to implement uh, new services like automatic train operation, like uh, uh, indeed uh, to be able to retrieve all the information that is inside the rail system to deliver a new service to the customer. Uh, the question of ticketing with open side and distribution model. It's an European-wide industry standard for ticket sales, reservation, and price distribution. And also on a more technical background, solution for 
better modeling the rail system. That will be uh, quite a driver if we want in the future to heavily invest on new uh, stations, new lines, and even new rolling stocks. So I think in a, in a nutshell that uh, what we, uh, we intend to bring into uh, this European year of rail. So, so it's about investment, it is about technology. Uh, if we focus on, for instance, on passenger services, how this technology would help uh, for model shift uh, to increase our rail uh, model share in the passenger segment? Well, I think for, for, for model shift, what will be uh, really important is to uh, change how the, the customer perceives the rail system. Today, uh, we are still much, um, I would say, in a way, disconnected from the public transport system. It's still relatively difficult to integrate a, a rail journey with the public transport journey, with the metro system, and so far and so on. That also... Uh, quite difficult today uh, to be sure that you can book a ticket, well, let's say from uh, uh, from Barcelona to, uh, to to Paris. You have still multiple tickets to have. And uh, what we want to develop is uh, the sense of integration uh, to be uh, able indeed to have a full ticketing, to have the system that will allow to have a, a, a seamless communication between rail system and public transport systems, and that's exactly uh, what uh, WSDM that I was referring to, open sales and distribution model, will offer. At the end of the day, uh, what will be key? We all know that uh, we will have to um, rely uh, more and more on public transport and rail, but uh, what we don't have still today is really the integration of the different modes. And, uh, in this way, it's always uh, simpler in uh, our day-to-day -day life in our cities. Uh, well, basically to use car or even for longer trip to use uh, to, to use aviation. But uh, where we want to aim is um, is a new paradigm where it will be simpler uh, in the day-to-day day-to-day life to use uh, rail and public transport. All the technologies we are speaking about. Uh, the integration, the automatic train operations that will allow to have more train on the existing train pass will allow indeed to develop, I think, this sense of uh, sharing, this sense of using uh, those modes as a preferred choice. And uh, that's really where we should aim collectively uh, within the rail community and in close cooperation with public transport. We are working very closely with UITP to be sure that at the end of the day, uh, it will be preferred by our fellow citizens, by our customers, to take train and public transport better than other ones. So, um, yeah, UIC is this great forum for where the industry and uh, the different players get together. Uh, so in terms of technology and using technology to um, facilitate a better interaction between the, uh, the different entities in the industry, what is UIC doing in order to facilitate through technology these new modes of interaction? Well, basically, what we are doing is, well, let's say three, uh, three key and very important technologies. First of all, 
it's about 5G. We know that today in the rail system, uh, we are using GSMR. GSMR is also a UIC product, but GSMR is, two, is a 2G technology. That means that's a technology of the late 80s for uh, telecommunication. So this technology has been serving very well the rail community because uh, it's uh, used uh, in the whole world. There is more than uh, 200,000 kilometers equipped worldwide, but we need now to progress, to have a, a technology that will be able need to handle uh, all the data that will be uh, necessary indeed uh, to uh, make uh, those connections between the different modes possible, and also to be able to promote autonomous train operation. Because if you want to have autonomous train operation, you need to have a telecom backbone to accommodate video controlling of the train, to accommodate all the data that you need. So 5G is absolutely mandatory if we want to increase the efficiency of the rail system. In a nutshell, through uh, ATO, it should be possible to increase the throughput, the capacity of the existing line by 20 to 30 percent, and also to lower the energy consumption. So that's a very important technology for uh, indeed developing the usage of rail. And UIC is developing the specification for 5G through FRMCS, future rail uh, mobile communication system. And we are in the course with the European project, which is called 5G Rail, uh, to develop the first demonstrator of this technology. That means that by 2025, we shall be able to implement the first 5G unit, both on board and on track. So that will be very important game changer. Uh, the second one is that I was referring to is OSDM, Open Sales and Distribution Model. Uh, it will be, for the first time, uh, data models that will allow, indeed, to have full ticketing to integrate the, the ticketing of the main railway company, but also of the ticket vendor and, as the case may be, of the new entrant of the market. It will be not only a new solution that will make free ticketing in the whole Europe possible, but also it will be able to, able to bring the possibility to bring tickets in all kinds of public transport, whether it is metro, buses, uh, well, tomorrow, uh, electric bikes, and so on. So um, that will be an essential brick for bringing the integration of the, the different and we are obviously uh, working very closely with uh, UITP, the Union of International, the International Union of Public Transport, to be sure that those developments will be integrated in the mobility chain, and that at the end of the day we could introduce seamless mobility. Okay, so technology will bring more capacity to the existing uh, infrastructure. That's great in terms of reducing the need of of investment. I mean, very efficient use of technology. It's about ticketing, easier integration of the different uh, rail networks, but also better integration with the rest of the transport ecosystem. That's uh, maybe a third element in terms of better integration of the different networks for freight services. I mean, this I think this is the big challenge we have in Europe with freight. Freight uh, is particularly competitive in very long distances. Uh, in Europe, that's cross-border services. Um, but uh, it is often said by shippers that uh, cross-border rail services for freight are not very reliable. Uh, can technology improve the, the service that is being provided at the moment and, and then be uh, an important element for model shift in freight? 
Yes, indeed. I think that technology uh, will be very important, and I, and I will explain in a moment. But what is also uh, quite important, and I would like to insist on, on this dimension for freight, but that's also true for, for, for passengers, that uh, the capacity of the, of the sector to, to, to work together, to understand that uh, we have to share together uh, a common network. All the game changers that I was uh, referring to for, for passenger, why are we developing now those game changers? It's because uh, there is a common understanding of the rail operator, whether they are railway undertaking or infrastructure managers, that um, they have to act together to make the, the system more reliable and uh, able to uh, cope with the challenges that are ahead of us uh, to have a massive model shift to rail. And I think that's very important. That's the reason why we have those development I was referring to for passenger. And that's also the reason why we have development for freight, the one that I will uh, speak about. This dimension if, if, is- Francois, uh, Francois, if I might step in, because I, I really share this view. I think that very often we hear that data is gonna solve all human problems, also in the railway industry. But in reality, data is only a representation of reality. And uh, it's true that data and technology can facilitate interactions and collaboration between different players, but you need the will of the players to work together to fully exploit technology and data. I mean, technology alone will solve no problem if there is no will to collaborate. I, I fully share this view. So sorry to interrupt, now. you can go to the... Uh, the more detailed uh, explanation you were going to, to start. No, no, uh, uh, absolutely. And what I wanted to uh, to say very precisely is that uh, UIC is also uh, working as a forum where we can gather the CEOs of the of the sector, and that's in particular the case for freight. We have a regular meeting within a coalition that we are managing with CR, the Community Network and Railways. We have regular meeting of uh, the freight CEOs almost every 15 days uh, to be sure that the solutions that we are implementing are really coping with the needs of, uh, of our sector. So I will have a few technology and a few work things that I'd like to, to insist on. Because in this coalition, which is called RFF, Rail Freight Forward, uh, I think the sectors have been doing uh, its homework in trying to develop very important game changer. First, we want to be seamless. And uh, you, you said it yourself, one of the main questions for uh, freight in Europe is to be flexible. And for that, we are working on developing digital platforms, digital platforms that can be shared with all the sector where we can have all the major players like Deutsche Bahn or SNTF, but also players that are the little players that are making the, the network of the, the freight operator able to interact together and to share data. And I think that it will be a key game changer for bringing flexibility and seamless connection to the system. What we will also work on will be about borderless uh, traffic. And for that, uh, we are working uh, very hard on implementing ERTMS on most of the locomotive of the freight operator. As I said, we have to be flexible. That means that we need to develop uh, digital capacity management. There is already this kind of uh, features that are developed in Germany, and we are trying to make that European. And once again, uh, the idea is really to have a coalition of the goodwill and to be sure that we are using 
using together the good technology to make the digital capacity management a reality at the European level. Well, we have to make also the project easier, and there we have again automated train operation, but for freight and for freight, it's somehow perhaps even more difficult than for passenger. But we are really working very hard to be sure that tomorrow there will be more and more automated train operation for freight. That will be very important because freight is in a way more international uh, than uh, passenger. And indeed the border crossing will be, will be facilitated dramatically with automated train operation. We will also do it faster, and uh, that is about uh, the implementation of digital automatic coupling. Uh, it's done within the framework of a, a shift to rail project, and we are progressing very fast. We are in the process of selecting the technologies and to work together on how uh, to deploy these technologies that will bring faster capacity to couple uh, the wagons in the, in the rail track. So uh, that's a very ambitious cocktail of uh, innovation uh, that will require quite a lot of investment. And we hope that the European Union can help us in that. Uh, for instance, DAC to implement digital automatic pooling into Europe, that's an investment that will be about 12 billion euro. To implement on board of the lo fre freight locomotives uh, ERTMS, that's about 5 billion euro. So, all in all, all this uh, game changer, uh, that will be an investment about 18 billion euros. But what is uh, interesting to know is that if we can benefit of all those investments, uh, that is at the end of the day, in terms of annual avoidance of external costs by um, uh, at the end of those investments, it will be about uh, 25 billion euros starting from 2030 of external costs that will be avoided for Europe. That means that for about 18 billion euro investment, there will be annually about uh, 25 billion euros that will be, of course, that will be avoided. Um, so you were referring, yeah, definitely investment uh, and support by the European Union in terms of investment. But other than investment, would it be some kind of a regulatory review, particularly for cross-border services um, and um, capacity management, track allocation, traffic management? Do you think that new rules, or is it your reading of, of I don't know, the, 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 um, the companies, the railway undertakings, the infrastructure managers, is it your reading that the actual rules are enough to support these more efficient cross-border services, or maybe some review of a more stronger role of the European Union in this um, cross-border and the management, uh, traffic management for these cross-border services might be necessary. Well, I, I think there is a revision ongoing of the 10T regulation and that, that will be uh, I think soon, soon terminated. But I, I think that mainly, and that's a very important idea, the regulatory framework is finished and is well balanced. I think that if we want to deliver in the next five to 10 years, that's really what we have to do now, because uh, uh, we have already the uh, last IPCC report and we really need to develop quite a massive model shift to rail if we want to have an impact on of global warming. I think the regulatory framework is sufficient. Well, we have a very clear interoperability and safety framework with the course railway package. Uh, I think the European Railway Agency is taking the full measure of its role as 
European Authorization and Safety Agency. So I think we have more or less everything in our hands uh, uh, to really develop a new paradigm for it. And uh, I think what it's new, and uh, well, I don't know if you can feel it, but uh, from, from UIC perspective, uh, where we see our members uh, working and uh, we see uh, what our members are requesting from us in terms of innovation, in terms of new product, I think that there is a new spirit within the sector. There is a spirit that is uh, about delivery. And I think if we collectively we have this spirit about delivery, and I think that's exactly what I was referring to with RFF, RFF for what this uh, will uh, to indeed being able to increase the efficiency of the sector. Uh, that's really in this initiative coming from the sector that we will find the solution for developing rail traffic. I don't think that uh, continuing in implementing new regulations uh, for the sector will allow us to be faster. One final question. I mean, we are talking about cross-border services. Uh, what is your view on night services that are becoming very popular over the last months? Well, night services indeed are, in a way, resurrecting it. As I started with the Austrian railways, EBB, that uh, have developed a lot of, of, of services, and it's becoming uh, more and more popular because um, I think it, uh, it resonates with the, this idea that uh, aviation is not the solution for every international uh, journey. And, uh, well, in UIC, uh, we are uh, inaugurating a new working group that will be specialized on the night trends and uh, where we will try to work on uh, a better, let's say, uh, standardization and definition of what night trends are. Ah, uh, well, it will be about trying to see how we can establish new connection to enlarge the current nitrogen network and to be able to perhaps work on possible standards for coaches and sales systems. So that's uh, um, today still it's um, quite a fine tuning to implement nitrogen, but we can see that uh, uh, we have collectively, uh, once again, that's really a will uh, of the sector and this uh, will of the sector echo also uh, what our customer wants to achieve through cooperation, uh, several new corridors. So as you know, uh, there is an announcement about Vienna, Munich, Paris from the 13th of December. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be a Zurich uh, Köln, Amsterdam, and Zurich, Rome. Uh, and uh, we are also speaking about Vienna, Berlin, and Brussels. So there will be, um, in the coming years, a blooming of this kind of service. And uh, I, I should say I'm quite optimistic to uh, the development of this kind of uh, offers. Well, first of all, because uh, indeed developing a full network of uh, high-speed services across all Europe and in particular in Central and East Europe will take uh, a lot of time. So I think for some time uh, on those uh, destinations, we will still have to rely on uh, nitrates. And I think the, the, the development on the commercial offer, the commercial offer that is uh, meeting uh, its uh, public, uh, it's definitely a very good solution. Oh. This has been our conversation, a lot of technology, a lot of um, cross-border. Thank you very much, François Daven, Director General of, of UIC, for your participation. Thank you very much. This was On the Right Track. Stay tuned for the next episode.